You're entering the Drop Biscuit Studios time machine to listen to classic Fame is a Bitch. Hey everybody, AJ Benzie here with Fame is a Bitch. This is your daily unfiltered podcast for January 10th, 2022, 1102022. Nice looking date. Conforms nicely on the page, looks pretty, not a lot of stuff outside the margins. You know how I get, do with that date what you will. I'm starting to let my hair grow a little bit, and uh, when I say a little bit, I mean a little bit. I'm talking like an inch and a half high on the top, but um, <laughs> every time I look in the mirror, I'd say, what the fuck am I working with here? Why am I doing this? Today I took it off again. Like for a minute, I go, yeah, I like it. Maybe it's going to come back. No, it doesn't come back. It doesn't come back. You're going to be 60, asshole. You don't have 30-year-old hair anymore. It's the way I talk to myself sometimes. Uh, boy, took took you out for a walk this morning. Let me explain to you about the Midwest. Those of you who don't live here, um, even when it says 22 degrees in the morning, which is balmy, in the wintertime out here in Buffalo Grove, Illinois, you go, oh, okay, Tootsie, want to do pee-pee? Sure, let's go. Oh, my God. There was a sheet of ice. You've heard of black ice, obviously, that forms on highways and driveways, by the way. That, those are just as dangerous if you're walking your dog down them and she's on a leash and she thinks she's playing wing for the Montreal Canadiens because she was slip sliding everywhere. And that took me down. 30 steps out of the house, I go right down on my right elbow, bang. As I'm getting up, it's impossible to stay steady. <laughs> it was so early in the morning, it was barely light, and she had to do her business, but I said, no, no, we're going in the backyard. And then she did her business, half of her business. And then at 12, she's like, no, she grabbed her leash. She brings me her leash in her mouth when she wants to do number two. I'm like, oh, God, all right, I'll try it. The sun is up. It's not as cold as it was this morning. But guess what? The conditions of the ice were just as bad. It literally was walking your dog on an ice rink. And I went down again because I went up around a corner. I made it to a corner, but there's a slight upgrade and Big Fatty went down. And I said to Tootsie, that's it. Shit anywhere. I'm not going on great. And good for her, she shit in the middle of the street. Um, <laughs> even she wanted no part of it. And I got nothing. Listen, I got no hate about that. That's She did her business. Now she's laying down on the pillow next to me, as she always is. She's always next to daddy during the podcast. So I'm very happy how things turned out. By the way, if you feel like having a celebrity birthday party today, try and remember J.K. Simmons, 67 years old on Sunday. Yeah, 67. J.K. Simmons looking good. The guy's been in a ton of great shit. And if you think that picture he um, recently posted of him at the gym curling some heavy weights in his arms, he was, I don't know what it was, 50, 60, 70, I don't even know what it was. He looked all old and gray and buff. You know, if you think that was about a lot of hours in the gym, oh, God, guys, then I got a lot to tell you. Then I got a lot to tell you about what people in Hollywood do. If you think that's what got J.K. Simmons' arms so big, then maybe you believe that Chrissy Teigen's face naturally became 
this way. Maybe you think the Kardashians' faces all turned and then their and their bodies, their 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 waist became ultra thin, twenty two inches, and their ass became forty six inches. Maybe you think it's a natural, I don't know, Armenian thing. Maybe you think some of these fatsos didn't get the uh, lap band. All of it is not true. J.K. Simmons is on the sauce. He's on the gear. He's on the kits, man, as we say in the street. I had a buddy of mine who, when we were very young, not very young, uh, 19, 20, 22, he was selling coke. And uh, I've told this story before. My buddy, Ronnie Maselli, I love the kid to death. He's finally out of jail now living in Florida, living honestly. But we used to all go to the gym together at a high school. And um, he just, me and our buddy, Freddie, we were, got built up and strong naturally. We all got to bench press over 300 pounds, you know, and free weight. That was a big deal back in 1980, 81. I mean, it still is now, but... We didn't weigh more than 180, 185. And Ronnie, suddenly, who's two years younger than us, becomes an animal. Well, that's because he was getting these steroid injections in his ass from this Mr. Long Island bodybuilding champion, Joey Fulco, who owned the gym, East Coast Health Spa. And Joey was shooting young guys in the ass with the injections, and they loved it. And Ronnie then became the... Biggest neighborhood coke dealer because he saw the movie Scarface and it changed his life. I don't know why I went to that from uh, Jay. Oh, I know why. Because Ronnie, after he became so huge, he stayed that way. And every time he went back in jail for different things he did wrong, he would always go back on the sauce. He would always go back on the gear, back on the kits, which meant steroid, HGH. And he would tell me, I got to be strong for those motherfuckers in jail. I did a story on him for Penthouse Magazine. I can't find it. Hey, Bill Melville, you listen to this show. You're my guy. Bill Melville is one of the patrons who always finds my stories for Playboy and different things I've written. I can't find it. I don't know what his talent is, but Bill Melville, my man, knows how to find it. Bill, Look in Penthouse, I'm talking 2011, 2010, I wrote a story called Run, Ronnie, Run, about my buddy Ronnie Maselli, who, maybe it wasn't Run, Run, maybe that is his real name? Either way, look for my byline. But the point is, it was about Ronnie turning from being a cocaine dealer to living down in Florida and selling steroids and HGH, and if you can believe this, Viagra and Cialis to retirement communities. He's making big money. These guys would all drive down in their, you know, in their golf carts, their Mercedes golf carts, their BMW golf carts, while their wives wives are paying, playing backgammon or doing synchronized swimming in the fucking pool in Florida retirement communities. And Ron Ronnie's selling pills at 20, 30 bucks a pop. I don't know why these guys can't get prescriptions, but he made money, and on the side, he was selling his kits. The point I'm trying to make is, J.K. Simmons, you know, listen, yes, he looks good for a man. He's 60 goddamn seven. My father died at 61. I'm going to be 60 in a few months. I can't look that way anymore without chemical help. You know, and look, the guy's a good actor, no doubt about it. I think, well, I know. 
He probably thinks he's in line for an Oscar nomination for playing Fred Mertz and being the Ricardos. He was very good. That movie is fantastic. And if he got nominated, I wouldn't care because it was a great movie. And I love the movie he did when he played the uh, the music instructor with the kid with the drums. Sorry, I, I can't think. You know what I'm talking about. It was unbelievable, that movie. Oh, my God. He, Whiplash. Whiplash with Miles Teller. J.K. Simmons playing the music instructor. And Miles Teller playing the drummer, trying to get things right. And J.K. Simmons not accepting any bullshit at all with the tempo and the speed. It, it's a brilliant movie, and it ends on such a note that, oh, my God, it's brilliant. And that, as much as J.K. Simmons' work, that really brought him into the forefront of everything, that movie. So either way, he thinks, he's been told, he feels, he's heard, he's in line for an Oscar nomination for being the Ricardos. So his people must have told him, hey, J.K., get out there more. Show yourself. What do you? What is it you like to do? You're a health nut. Get in the gym. Post pictures on Instagram. I'm not much for Instagram. J.K., you've got to do it. It's the rave. Do you have TikTok? No. Get TikTok. Get it. That's what's happening, guys. Okay? That's what's happening. The problem is, is we've seen too much of J.K. Simmons already on those goddamn insurance commercials. And nobody wants to see Grandpa with a, you know, with a tank top on, ripped to shit, with gray chest hair, except if those men are in their 70s, like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sly Stallone, both of whom probably guided J.K. Simmons on how to properly use steroids and human growth hormone to look his most ridiculous best. And let me just say this before I go any further. If I had the money, I'd be pumping that shit into my body like you have no idea. A couple of years ago when I was living with um, a couple of good friends of mine, well, Chris Elise, one of my best patrons and his beautiful wife, Gigi, <laughs> we're hanging around one night and watching uh, the NBA finals or some shit. And I had made some food and Gigi cooked some food for his sons. It was a lot of fun to be there. And... Um, we're talking about human growth hormone, about the actors who take it, like many, many character actors that you wouldn't even think would want to do that, do it. It's it, it's akin to the baseball, the problem with um, steroids in baseball, you know, the, the, um, the fact that so many guys have been busted on using enhancement, chemical enhancements to, to be better at ball. And many people think, well, it's got to be the Barry Bonds and the... Uh, Alex Rodriguez isn't Roger Clemens isn't Sammy Sosa's Roger, uh, you know, no, it's not as much as it's not those guys. It is those guys, but it's also guys who pitch middle relief for two innings a night. It's guys who are pinch runners, guys who are pinch hitters. Everybody's in on it for that extra edge. And the same thing applies in Hollywood. It doesn't matter if you're a bona fide goddamn matinee idol or an action star or you're a character actor. Guys want to look younger and feel better. They want an edge. And just like I don't care if ball players do it because I think they're all kind of, you know, trying to figure out an edge. I don't I don't care. I want my athletes to be superheroes. I really don't care. And I want my action stars to be superheroes. 
So if those guys need to do what they do to get ripped and look insane, then go ahead and do it. I mean, how long are we here for, especially with these fucking COVID variations? How long are we here for? What'd you get? Delta, Omicron, Florona, Mycerona? How long are we going to be here? If you got the money and the means, then go ahead, guys. Have a ball. Now, I remember Sylvester Stallone, but do you guys remember what happened back in, what was it? It was 2007. It was right after we filmed Rocky Balboa and he was going overseas to do some uh, publicity work for Rocky Balboa. And he's also going out there to look at doing Rambo. He, um, well, the bottom line is he, he got convicted of importing a banned growth hormone into Australia and he was ordered to pay five grand in taxes, blah, blah, blah. He carries that in his fucking socks between his two toes. But, you know, a judge down there in, I think, South Wales said, look, you got to pay $13,000. There's no valid prescription for human growth hormone. It's, it was called gintropin. Uh, you can't take this into the country. And Sly was charged after customs offices found, excuse me, 40 eight vials of HGH in his luggage when he arrived in Sydney. And on top of that, officials said, yeah, we also saw him drop four vials um, of testosterone from his hotel balcony. I mean, look, it's, it's no different than when you do drugs. When I was a cocaine head, I remember going to the Sky Bar, the beautiful uh, bar inside the hotel, the Mondrian Hotel, Sunset Boulevard, you know, Hollywood, in the thick of it, guys, thick of it. And, you know, I would bring, I would always come heavy there because there was always people you'd meet, you want to share your shit, blah, blah, blah. And one time I was so heavy with cocaine, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I come here so often. I'm going to bury a couple of vials in one of these big five-foot planters around the pool. So if I ever get here one night and I'm dry, I'll just fucking dig up the vials. This is how stupid you think when you're, when you're an idiot. And I did. I threw $100 in vials in the dirt. <laughs> so stupid. But if I'm going to do something as dumb as that, for whatever reason, to appear more fun and to to have more um, merriment around beautiful Hollywood women, then, yeah, then Sly Sloan will drop four vows down to the lawn so he can at least have something, a little nip when no one's looking, when all this ordeal's over. But he eventually pled guilty to bringing gintropin into the country without a prescription, and he didn't declare it at customs, which, you know, who the fuck declares anything at customs? And he was also importing testosterone. That's the big one. Testosterone, that's the big one. If Trump was on HGH and testosterone, he might be president for the next 20 years. But either way, Stallone ended up apologizing to authorities for his terrible mistake. I made a terrible mistake. <laughs> and the magistrate told the court, there is no suggestion that the substances were being used for anything other than cosmetic or therapeutic purposes. Well, what do you think? They're there because we think we're going to find a stray dog and inject it with it so the dog... What the, of course they're there for that reason. 
But Mr. Stallone has shown contrition. He's expressed his remorse. I don't think there's anything further the court could or should do in order to deter Mr. Stallone from committing these offenses again. And oh, by the way, thank you for the money I, uh, you sent me to my fucking P.O. box. Come on, this is ridiculous. Slob is there, three-day visit to Australia to promote our movie, Rocky, I love saying our movie, Rocky Balboa. But he was also there because he was about to go on location in Thailand and Myanmar and needed to look good for the shoot. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You know, it's very narcissistic, but if you're a big box office star, what, what the hell? I remember one night I'm sitting with Sly and we're smoking cigars while we were making Rocky Balboa. And he said to me, come over here. Look at this footage we got from HBO, the footage of the fight. You know, there was footage of the fight that took place before we came out of our uh, locker room, so to speak. You know, I told you this. There was a there was a there was a real boxing card going on that night at Mandalay Bay. And there was a lot of celebrities in the stands. And I forget who the fight, who the real fighters were. It wasn't Roy Jones because he, Sly wanted him to play Mason Dixon and Roy Jones never called him back. But it was a good good couple of fights. And Sly goes, uh, you know who these people are. Sit with me. Help me identify people. I don't know. It'd be good to keep in the film. So, all right. What are you smoking there? You know, it's Cohiba. All right, let's go. Let's smoke these up and do it. So, I sat there with him. It was amazing. I'm not going to lie to you. It was a dream come true. He was always very good to me. And I asked him about, I mean, you know, Sly sitting there in a fucking tank top. And I asked him about a mutual friend we have that's not in the movie business who takes HGH and shit like that and looks great. And I flat out looked at Sly's arms whose veins and arteries are like your, your, your garden hose. And I punched one of them, and I'm like, what the fuck do you do, bro? What, the, what is it? And he said, as I get older, you know, the pituitary gland slows, and you feel older, your bones narrow, and this stuff gives your body a boost. You feel good. You look good. I said, wow, that's amazing. He says, doing a Rambo is hard work. <laughs> I'm sure it is. So I don't, I don't begrudge anybody who's up against those kind of odds, doing those kind of amazing things, whether you're facing off against a defensive tackle or playing wide receiver. I don't care what you do, hitting home run. I want my heroes to be as big and buff as they want to be. I just don't want to see J.K. Simmons with his gray chest hair, curling weight and looking buff.
But Stallone even had a, he has his Beverly Hills doctor, Robert Huizenga, who was at, well, actually told the hearing that day that, uh, yeah, even though he didn't have a prescription for the testosterone and failed to declare it to customs, he was taking the drug legally under medical supervision. And that's why I dream of doing the same thing. Oh, I never said what I was going to say about being with Chris and Gigi. Yeah, um, we're watching the NBA Finals, and Gigi, we were talking about H. She goes, you know, I have some. I go, what? She said, yeah, I have some for something. I forget what she had, some kind of procedure where they were going to give it to her. And she says, there's a vial in the refrigerator. Do you want to try it? I'm like, I, I kind of do, but there's no needles around, and I don't know how much to take, and it's only one vial, so what could it really do? The bottom line, and I love her for that. The bottom line is I didn't do it, but... um. You know, when you take these things, you can't just sit in a fucking chair and eat Cheetos and get bigger. You've got to go to the gym. you got to work out. But these, these substances aid you in becoming the best you you can be. <sighs> Anyhow, Sly also said to me, one day all of these things will be available and everybody in the world will feel better. And I completely believe that. Still, I don't need to see J.K. Simmons doing curls with his gray chest hair and his bald head. Either way, ripped Fred Mertz or not, let's talk about how much Alec Baldwin wishes he was only facing charges of bringing steroids into another country. Alec Baldwin is yet to turn over his cell phone to law enforcement uh, officials in connection with the fatal shooting in the movie Rust, as we all know. And there are some people who are giving ideas why he might be holding on to, the, to his phone uh, for a number of different reasons. There are lawyers who say that he may be concerned about the possibility of incriminating evidence on the phone. I think we all figured that out ourselves. He could have deleted text or photos, which we all do. These texts and photos could hold... Um, could hold him in criminal contempt or basically, look, we all want to keep private conversations out of the public eye. I think we all feel the same way. But there could be incriminating evidence on that phone. And, you know, he's nervous about it. But if he deleted text messages or, or call records, then he faces the possibility of criminal contempt. And... Um, I don't know what Alec Baldwin's thinking right now. He he he's just he 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 went away. A, what was it? Two weeks ago, with that phone in his pocket. Everybody took a they took a picture of the phone in his pocket. That bulge in his right pocket as he left with Iladia and their six uh, Baldwinitos and uh, went to the Hamptons. Does any of us believe for a second he hasn't confided shit to that insane wife of his on that phone? Of course he has. And I'm sure he's talked to legal people and, you know, all sorts of agents and managers. What do I do? What do I do? You know, I thought it was unloaded. I pulled the trigger. I didn't realize. All those things are going to be on that phone. So the other day, Alec Baldwin goes on his Instagram page because you cannot keep him and Eladia off their Instagram. And he gets really mad. He's sitting in his car. I think it's the Range Rover saying, we're complying with police. We're complying with the investigation. He's, you know, really adamant about that. 
And he went on this rampage that he is cooperating, but the current issue is logistics because he says the authorities in New Mexico need to go through New York enforcement to gain access to his phone. And he said, they can't just go through your phone and take your photos or your love letters to your wife or whatever, what have you. They can't do that. Any suggestion that I'm not complying with requests or orders or demands or search warrants with my phone, it's bullshit. It's a lie. You know how he gets. He gets very, he gets very crazy. But he's talking about interstate confiscation of his property cell phone, which, by the way, is his constitutional right. And I'm not going to lie to you. We should all fully support his rights and his right to a fair trial if he's charged in any way in the death of Helena Hutchins. But it would be nice, I think we all agree, it would be nice if he were more sensitive and maybe he would recognize the rights of those who he disagrees with politically. What do you mean, AJ? Let's, I don't know, maybe the January 6th protesters who've not been convicted yet, but have still been in solitary confinement while Alec Baldwin vacations in the fucking Hamptons and buys designer clothes in Vermont. And eats wonderful meals everywhere. You just you see the difference? But he doesn't support conservatives. He doesn't support our constitutional rights to a fair and speedy trial. But this is the kind of shit that goes on with rich, fancy fucking people. But he can feel contempt for us. And he thinks that we're full of hate. I'm not running away from authorities with a cell phone. Fuck's he talking about? It's all, you know. When you hear him talk on this instant, I, I hope it's still up. When you listen to him talk, it turns out he really wasn't acting too much in his performance in Glengarry Glen Ross. You see this watch? This watch costs more than your car. Coffee is for closers. You can't close the lead you're given. You can't close shit. You are shit. Hit the bricks, pal, and beat it because you are going out. The leads are weak. Fucking leads are weak. You're weak. I've been in this business 15 years. Fuck you. That's my name. You know why, mister? Because you drove a Hyundai to get here tonight. I drove an $80,000 BMW. That's my name. And your name is your wanting. And you can't play in a man's game. You can't close them. And you go home and tell your wife your troubles. Because only one thing counts in this life. Get them to sign on the line which is dotted. You hear me, you fucking faggots? A, B, C. A, always B, B, C, closing. Always be closing. Always be closing. A, I, D, A. Attention, interest, decision, action. You get the point. Every day... We rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This guy is acting like he's in Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, which is to say he wasn't acting in that movie as great as his performance was, and it was. You see this watch? This watch costs more than your car. I made 97000 I'm sorry. I made $970,000 last year. How much you make? You see, pal, that's who I am. And you're nothing. Nice guy? I don't give a shit. Good father? Fuck you. Go home and play with your kids. Well, I'm sure Hilaria wants him to stay home and play with their six bald bonitos. Maybe she's getting a little sick of him by now. What do you think? So investigators are hell-bent on finding videos, text messages, photos, anything regarding the production of the movie Rust. The truth's going to come out, gang. But only if the person who brought a live bullet or bullets on the set is found. The guilt will come down to the Armorer first, which I said from day one, she's a piece of shit. She's a, a, a sad excuse for somebody you want on a movie set handling guns. I know her father's a big deal, but she ain't. Then the first AD. Nothing's changed. That's the beginning and the end of the story, as tragic as it is. And by the way, like I said earlier, nothing is ever gone from your phone. Ever. It can all be retrieved. Those of you who are home cheating, <laughs> be careful. Speaking of good liberal boys gone down, Chris Noth. Chris Noth keeps seeking deeper into the shit, and who among us is surprised any longer? Now comes a story that his friends are worried he might do something to end the agony. They're worried about his mental well-being. I saw this coming. I read a story in the New York Post the other day about this whole thing, and I can tell you right now who gave the New York Post this story. I don't want to say it. The kid's a friend of mine. Not a kid. He's a friend of mine. I've known him since he's a kid, but, you know. And he knows Chris very well. And I will keep my eye on page six the rest of the week, and if there's one small item about a New York City club owner who now produces movies, then there's your answer. You see, you see, people like me who report stories like this, even though Chris Noth is a friend, we get shit all the time. But the difference is we aren't doing it for anything in return. We're just reporting a damn important story for our podcast or our newspaper or our website. Friendship be damned. We've got to do what we do. It's not for the meek sometimes, this job. But these people who call these stories into the columns, they want to be paid back in the quid pro quo, <laughs> quid pro quo way, you see? I'm not even sure it's a bad thing. It's just the way it is. That's the way gossip was always done. It's still being done that way. That's the currency. Chris Noth is so underwater, I'm pretty sure the guy I'm talking about that got the go-ahead from Chris Noth to call the Post and report this story doesn't feel any guilt doing it because Chris said 
hey, maybe you can call page six and tell them that, uh, you know, I'm not doing well. How are you, buddy? Awful. How can I help? Maybe let the post know I'm considering suicide so this shit stops. Done. It goes like that sometimes. So Chris Noth's friends are concerned about him and his drinking, by the way, in the middle of this sexual assault scandal. And just to play catch up, there are now reports of abuse from five women whose uh, accounts span multiple decades. Very busy man. It's cost them a ton of work, including work on the Equalizer. And yes, it was just reported he's been cut from the final scenes for the Sex in the City spinoff. And just like that, that he filmed with Sarah Jessica Parker in Paris. I got news for you. He's better off not being seen on that shit show. One person who knows Chris said, you know, he, he, he honestly feels like his life's over. And I know the person who said this. I'm not going to out him. He feels like his life is over. I think that drinking has really played a big role in his problems. Everything is taking a toll. His friends would like him to get some help. Those are things where you go, oh, well, maybe we have to give this guy a break. Maybe he's an alcoholic. He's going to come clean. He's going to do the James Franco, I'm a sex addicted man. He's going to just like, you know, put his hands out and go, I, am, I have an illness. You, you must help me. There's no question Chris Noth has always been a hard drinker. And I'm sure if I know him at all, he's drowning his sorrows now more than ever. And I also know for a fact, which nobody's reporting, that his wife Tara has left their house. I don't know where she's living with their two sons, but she's out of the house and is this close to being out of his life. When I coached his son, ah, I hate to even say this kind of story because it's, it's about a kid. Uh, no, it's not really about a kid. It's about him. But the point is this. When I coached his son, Chris uh, loved the fact that I could get through to the boy. The kid had a lot of talent. Had a great left foot like a goddamn cannon. And he played defense for me because I love having a stud back on defense on the soccer field and if we had a nice lead I'd put him up on wing or in forward and let him go crazy with Rocco but if we were in a tight game I want a guy with a big foot in the back to clear the ball but every time there was a, a corner kick I'd run Orion from the back of the field to the other corner and say you take it get a great left foot and can hook it over in front of the net for Rocco or the uh the twins I used to coach, the Rodriguez twins, to, to just go bananas with. Um, but Chris would come and go um, on the sidelines with me, and he'd be yelling at his son. His son wouldn't even look at him. Wouldn't even look at him. And he'd say, you you tell him. Tell him this. Tell him that. He listens to you. You tell him. I go, what? Tell him, tell him at halftime. He won't listen to me, AJ. He listens to you. And I found that so sad. And I don't mean this in any disparaging way toward Chris. Kids are kids, and sometimes that's the way things go. But maybe the kid felt something about his dad. Look, I'm not innocent in this whole fucking thing. I had knocked down. I don't want to say knocked down. But my wife and I went back and forth with some pretty vicious verbal fights for a number of years. And my kids hurt. And one of the best things about this separation, if you can find a best thing about it, is my kids don't get to hear arguments anymore. And maybe... Chris's son heard that and didn't want to respond to his dad. It's sad all around. I don't want to make this, uh, you know, any kind of a, a jokey part of the podcast. It's sad all around. 
And I hope Chris doesn't do anything drastic and, and decide that uh, he don't need to be around anymore. He's got two kids and uh, that's the most important thing. He's got money. Maybe he'll lose a ton of it with all this bullshit going on. But uh, the way things have shaken out recently is even if you're an ogre with these sexual allegations, you know, if, if there's no jail time, you can disappear for three years or so and come back gradually and work. Even if there is jail time, God forbid. You got Bill Cosby back out there putting together a stand-up fucking routine. Who knows what you can do four or five years from now? So I just want to keep us current on the nonsense going on, but his wife is out of the house. No one's reporting it yet, but she is. And I don't blame her because those... A couple of those cheating allegations came when they were married, and Tara is a good-looking woman and a lot of fun, and uh, she didn't deserve that. But I'm not in their marriage. What the hell do I know? I was only in their house once, and I did notice they had a great selection of fine whiskeys. Anyhow, gang, that was your Daily Unfiltered podcast for Monday, January 10th, 2022. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Fame is a Bitch is an AJ Benza Drop Biscuit Studios production featuring the endless wisdom, insightful commentary, and sometimes fucked up perspective of AJ Benza. Executive producer, Mike Agavino. 